0: You show us that in the Amplified. Let me see if it gives us any any input additional. Love one another with brotherly affection as members of one family. As members of one family. Giving precedence. Giving precedence and showing honor to one another. Humility is required to make that happen. Hallelujah. Let's look at another example. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. The love chapter. Remember I told you when I was reading what the Lord told me? He said develop humility and the love walk. And I, I said to you before, they're connected. They're connected. So the humility is a requirement for me to walk in love successfully and Faith works by love, so in order for me to be effective in my faith walk, I've got to walk in love, which means I have to humble myself. I have to develop this humility so all of this will work. So, 1 Corinthians 13, let's just read verses 4 and 5, and I'm going to go with the Amplified on this as well. Amplified of verse 4. Love endures long and is patient and kind while it's enduring long. Not just enduring long and complaining and making it hard on everybody while you're enduring long. (laughs) But love is enduring long and while it is enduring long, it is patient and kind. Love never is envious, never is envious, nor boils over with jealousy, nor is, is not boastful or vainglorious. What does that mean, vainglorious, trying to get the glory? Vanity. You're so vain. I bet you think the song is about you. You're so vain. Right? That's pride. That vanity, that, that vainglorious does not display itself haughtily. That's one of our definitions of pride, haughty which is the exact opposite of go low, right? Right? So in this verse 4, we've seen a characteristic, the love of God operative in our life. Humility is a main expression of the love of God. Humility is seen here in in this description of how love looks when it's working in you. Hallelujah. What love looks like, it looks like humility. Do you see how they're connected? So it does not display itself haughtily, it is not conceited. That's a definition of pride conceited, arrogant, inflated with pride. So you could say, love is not conceited, it's humble. It is not rude, unmannerly, and does not act unbecomingly. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way. Jesus said, I've come to do my Father's will. I'm not seeking my will. I'm not seeking my glory. I'm seeking the Father's will. Do you see humility in the love walk? You can't can't walk in love without it. I need this humility to work in me at a greater capacity so that I can walk in love at a greater capacity. And as I grow in love, it says that I will will abound in love. And what's going to happen? My faith will grow exceedingly. 1 Thessalonians, you see the connection? For our faith to grow exceedingly, I have to be abounding in love. And for me to be walking in my love walk accurately, I have to develop the humility that is defined right here in this description of what love looks like. So love looks humble. Love looks like this Bible portrait of humility that we're seeing. Hallelujah. And this is a New Testament requirement. It's a New Testament must for us to to go into the fullness of what God has for us individually and corporately. We all need to be humility at another level. Amen. Now, it's let me finish this one. Love does not insist on its own rights or its own way. It is not self-seeking. What if this is the the Marriage, this is, the, this is the marriage turnaround right here. This is what makes marriage work. This is what makes the church family work. If every person, can you imagine what heaven's going to be like? Heaven is a love-governed place. We're going to be so good at this in heaven. Hallelujah. The better we get at it now, the, the, we'll be at advance. We'll, they can put us in the AP classes. We can just move into heaven in the AP class and say, I have worked on that all my time on the earth. I'm good at that, humbling myself and preferring one another. Hallelujah. So this love of God, imagine if everybody was so dominated by this love, so submitted to this love, that this love and this humility in this love was the main current of their lives, what it will do for us as a church family. Right. That we all come in here and we all prefer one another. Nobody's got up walls. Nobody, I don't think we don't, we don't have problems. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying as we grow in this, our whole family is going to grow. Our whole family is going to grow. And we'll be able to help other people as God adds to our church. It is not self-seeking. It is not touchy or fretful or resentful. It does not take account of the evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Humility is required for every aspect of what we just read in those verses. Galatians 5 verse 13. Galatians 5 verse 13. Stay with the amplified. I I, I was in an amplified mood this day. When I did this study, Galatians 5.13, For you, brethren, were indeed called to freedom. We are called to freedom. Only do not let your freedom be an incentive to your flesh. Can that be? My, My freedom can be an incentive to my flesh? It wouldn't be in the Bible if it wasn't something you needed to watch out for. Right? Don't let your freedom be an incentive to your flesh and an opportunity or an excuse for selfishness. Hallelujah. An opportunity for selfishness. Don't let freedom be an opportunity for selfishness. What are we supposed to do? Prefer one another. It says, but through love you should serve one another. It's New Testament. Jesus said, if you want to be the greatest in the kingdom, be a servant. By love, serve one another. You see, we're getting mind renewal right now. The Holy Spirit is enlightening us. what really works best for our lives, (laughs) what's really the greatest, perfect picture and pattern for us to apply to our lives. By love, serve one another. Same chapter, Galatians 5, let's look at verse 26. Let us not become vainglorious and self-conceited. Is this in the Bible? To believers? To Christians? Why? Because the flesh, these are tendencies to the flesh and we all still have flesh. So he's telling us what to avoid, what to watch out for and how to avoid it. Do not become vainglorious and self-conceited, competitive and challenging and provoking and irritating to one another, envying and being jealous of one another. Why? Because that's pride That's high mindedness. That's haughty. That's an open door for the enemy to come in with strife and confusion and every evil work. What do we do? We are by love serving one another. Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. Let's look at verse 2. You know what I feel like I'm packing in the Miracle Grow right now y'all. You know when I my tomatoes that year I had the Miracle Grow, I packed that Miracle Grow in those tomatoes. Those were some some those were some fine tomatoes. And I just right in the spirit, I just sense, I'm just packing the Miracle Grow in. And what's getting ready to come up in our lives? We're just going to look and see the harvest of the love of God. And the harvest, it's going to cause our faith to grow. It's going to cause our love to grow. It's going to cause our marriages to be stronger. It's going to cause our relationship with our children to thrive. Every area of our life is going to benefit from what the Holy Spirit is revealing to us. In this teaching, He is helping us see such a an important element of what God has for us. Ephesians 4, verse 2, and all again with the amplified, living as becomes you with complete lowliness. Is that a de- part of my definition for, for humility, lowliness? Living as becomes you with complete lowliness of mind, humility, and meekness, unselfishness, gentleness, mildness, with patience, Bearing with one another and making allowances because you love one another. Hallelujah. This becomes you. Live this way because this looks good on you. Do you know what doesn't look good? Oh, no, you did not just look at me like that. To the hand. Right? That that doesn't look good. It's like... I love how Keith Moore says it. He says, oh, brother, I know you slipped. You didn't mean to slap me. You just slipped. You just came across that way, and you just slipped, and your hand just accidentally hit my face. That's okay. Right? Instead of, oh, no, you did not. Right? He says, live this way because it looks good on you. It becomes you. This This is the way that's going to benefit you. Complete lowliness of mind humility Ephesians 5 verse 20 Ephesians five, twenty. at all times and for everything giving thanks in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God the Father be subject to one another that's humility be subject to one another submit yourself to one another Be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. You know, some people, and look, I'm closing my eyes right now. Because I'm not talking, y'all are here. But some people say, "Ah, I don't need to go to church. I don't, who would they I don't need. Sometimes coming to church is not about you needing it, but other people need to see the smile on your face. They need the hug that you're going to give them. They need the encouragement that you're going to bring to them. We don't come to church just for ourselves. We come to church because we're submitted to God. And we come to church so that we can prefer one another. It's easy to think you're good at walking in love when you're by yourself all the time. Yeah, I'm good at walking in love. Just get around some people. And let's find out how we are with our humility. Gloria Copeland, she says... The family and the church family. This is the love laboratory. This is where you find out where you really are in walking in love. This is where you find out where you really are in your development of humility. Serving one another. Serving one another. Hallelujah. Philippians 2, verse 3. Do nothing... From factional motives. I'm in the Amplified, I guess, again here. Philippians 2, 3. Do nothing from factional motives through contentiousness. Because we need some help with factional motives, don't we? Do nothing from these motives such as contention, strife, selfishness, for unworthy ends. Anything that divides. Anything that sets Sets us on odds against each other. Don't do anything from that purpose, from that motive. Anything that's prompted by conceit and empty arrogance. This is in the Bible to Christians, (laughs) y'all. This is in the Bible to people who love God, who are bought with the blood. He said, don't do things out of strife. Don't do things out of contention. Don't do things out of selfishness, prompted by conceit or arrogance. Instead, in the true spirit of humility, lowliness of mind, let each regard the others as better than and superior to himself, thinking more highly of one another than you do of yourselves. That goes against how many of us were raised. we, We tell them, don't you let anybody tell you they're better than you. You're as good as anybody in there. The Bible says, we're supposed to have a humbleness of mind and prefer them. That doesn't mean they are better. It just means that I need to think of them. That person is a child of God. They are washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. I mean, Imagine if every believer looked at their brother and sister in Christ and saw the relationship that that person has with God and I treated them as such. But if we have this constant mind um, pattern, this thought pattern that every time I see something, I'm as good as they are. I'm, I'm better than them at that, I'm, and I'm always looking with that comparison. I'm always looking. How about, you know what, I just prefer you. I just think you're better. Is that what it said? I mean, we amplified it so that we could get it clear here. We amplified it. It said, the true spirit of humility, lowliness of mind, regard the others as better than and superior to himself. Would that hurt you? It won't hurt us. Do you know what will hurt you? Pride. Pride goes before a fall. What what, what was the reaction of the man who stood there praying and he said, Lord, don't let me be like that man. Don't let me. Lord, I am not like that man. I tithe, and I go to church, and I am like this, and I am like that. And Jesus said, that man was praying by himself. To himself, he wasn't even, he he was just all over there in the corner by himself. But that other man said, Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. He said, which one went to his house justified? The one who was empty of his own. Self and said Lord have mercy on me I need you the other man didn't need much from God did he <laughs> he was he was telling God all about his accomplishments and what he was and what he could do he didn't need anything so what we're seeing here is that there is a mindset a regard a regard for others if we all regarded each other that way we're, we're never going to be looking for love. Because if I'm regarding you in that way and you're regarding me in that way. Do you see what causes people to refrain from that regarding another as better than themselves? Is that who's going to regard me? Where am I going to be? But if we all just set down our ambition. If we all just set down our self-preservation and our self-exaltation, we say, you know what? I'm just going to prefer you. I'm going to lift you up. I'm going to light your candle. I'm going to tell you you're all that in a bag of chips. And then I'm going to reap that. Amen? Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 3. Verse 12, clothe yourselves, therefore, as God's own chosen ones, his own picked representatives who are purified and holy and well-beloved by God himself. Clothe yourself by putting on behavior marked by tender-hearted pity and mercy, kind feeling, a lowly opinion of yourselves. Is this in the Bible, this New Testament? We're finding it all over the place. Did you know there was this much in here? Telling us to take a lowly opinion of ourselves. You remember now, remember, remember, in Christ I can do all things. Greater is he who is in me. In Christ I'm the righteousness of God, in Christ. What he's, recogn- he's not saying not to have a, 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 a scriptural understanding of who you are in Christ, but, but that's in Christ. Hallelujah. A lowly opinion of yourselves. That doesn't mean to think bad of yourself. Thank you for that big amen. It doesn't mean... To downgrade yourself. Let me, let me show you the difference. False humility says, well, I'm just nothing. I'm just, that's false humility. I'm just nothing. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just a loser. I'm just, you know, you know, I, and you're downgrading. You're, you're downplaying. You're, you're putting yourself down. God didn't say put yourself down in a way that's degrading and and uh calling yourself something you 're not, humility is based in truth. If we wanted to describe this humility it's it's what's true about me what 's true about me so false humility if somebody says, "Oh, that song that you sang in church tonight that was so good, that was so good it oh, I, I'm I'm just not a good singer. I don't even know why I, I let them get me up there to sing that song. And 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 don't don't downplay yourself. Just say praise God. The Lord the Lord's been good to me. You know, you don't have to pull the glory to yourself, but you don't have to downgrade yourself either. So he's not saying have a a wrong opinion of yourself, but have a truthful opinion of yourself. A lowly opinion. If it wasn't for the Lord, where would I be? It's a recognition praise God, He's been good to me. Hallelujah. A lowly opinion of yourselves, gentle ways and patience, which is tireless and long-suffering and has the power to endure whatever comes with good temper. Be gentle and forbearing with one another and if anyone has a difference, a grievance or complaint against another, readily pardoning each other even as the Lord has freely forgiven you, so you must also forgive. Hallelujah. This humility is not to see ourselves as less than we are. It's not to see ourselves as something bad or negative, It's to see ourselves in truth in Christ. So to really to really be able to see yourself in Christ, you've got to see that without Him, I can do nothing. Remember the in in you realities we rehearsed last time I was here? There there are some in Christ realities, but there are some in you realities. Everything you have, you've been given, right? In you, you know nothing. In Him, I can know, but in myself, Amen. I don't know. Amen. So glory to God. Pause. It's getting better, y'all. I know some of it's just like, oh my goodness, this is this is a a a concept that goes against some of the ways that we've thought. That's why we need the Bible portrait. That's why we're looking at the Bible and we're seeing Jesus, the son of God, the second person of the Godhead, the word made flesh. He said, I can of my own self do nothing. I don't seek my will. And he's our example. Amen. He's our example. And we humble ourselves and we, God's able to give us grace. He's able to give us his help. He's able to let that grace flood into our life because we are in the position to receive it. Stand with me to your feet. Hallelujah.